The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, SoCo Roofing and Restoration, First Bank serving Murfreesboro, Smyrna and Rutherford County, Parks Auction Company, they'll handle everything, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, and the Blue Raider Insider Report sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance and Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. We put the all in all sports talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's All Sports Talk on Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Thursday edition, opening day, as they call it. As I mentioned a couple times recently, the first time since 1968, every major league team playing today. Today's trivia with that in mind. Who made the most opening day starts as a pitcher, as a starting pitcher? That would be Tom Seaver. Who has hit the most opening day home runs in Major League Baseball history? That would be Frank Robinson and Ken Griffey Jr. with eight. Ironically, both spent time with the Reds. Frank Robinson was a Red before he was a um, Baltimore Oriole. Of course, Junior started with Seattle and ended up with the Reds. Frank Robinson also the distinction of the first Major League player to win the MVP in both leagues. So, there's your worthless trivia for the day. Also, this year, because of the way contracts are set up, you know, Bobby Bonilla gets a million-dollar check every July 1st through, I think, 2031 or something like that. That's a crazy contract. How about this year, Ken Griffey Jr.? Let me tell you how low the Cincinnati Reds payroll is. He'll be the fourth highest... Ken Griffey Jr. will be the fourth highest paid Red this year on their team. Like $3.49 million, something like that. That's crazy to think about that. Now, you know, me or you going to say, oh, I'd play for 3 or $4 million. Well, 3 or $4 million is not much in today's baseball economy. Remember, it's business. It's business for the owners. It's also business for the players. They want that big payday. You know, they all want that big contract. NFL players want the big contract. Lamar Jackson's looking for the big contract. Doesn't look like anybody's going to give it to him. Which is kind of a head-scratcher. I know you're going to say nobody's worth that kind of money to play a game. Well, it's a business. The market's set. Pay him his money. 
But evidently, and it's gotten personal now. Lamar Jackson, um, Brown saying it's gotten personal. When the which is never good, you know. Now he can still play this year for the Browns for thirty-two million dollars, and you know that's worth considering. Although they're looking for the big contract, if he gets hurt, he's out. He's looking for guaranteed money. You know when you see these contracts now, I don't know what the Cleveland Browns—they've been starved for a quarterback forever. What they're they were thinking with uh, Deshaun Watson. You know, he made a million bucks last year, but his contract's fully guaranteed. It's like $250 million. Of course, he's going to spend a lot of that in lawsuits. Without a question. But they all want the big contract. You know, and... You know, everybody used to... Everybody goes back and refers to Tom Brady taking the hometown discount. I kind of agree with Dak Prescott. When he was doing that, he wasn't the main breadwinner for the family. That was Giselle. Of course, they are since divorced, but she was the breadwinner. So anyway, got that going on. Saw something else speaking of opening day. The Reds' tickets today started at $73. That's that's nosebleed. You'd think they have a higher payroll. Um, whereas in Miami, $8.79. It's Miami in the Braves division. Yeah, I think it's a three-horse weight race between the Mets, Phillies, and Braves. The Mets just spent so much money, you know, in the offseason. $370 million. It's, it's all about the money. It's been, always been about the money. You know, closer to home. David Price got his big payday, you know, and he's retired. And good for him. He got his money. You got a talent, use it. Parlay it into setting your family up for life. Which he has certainly done. Which kind of brings him back to Kevin Byard. He got the he got a big he got a big payday. I think he was the highest or second highest paid safety. And they wanted him to take a little discount or ask him to. Well, you know, he still wants his money. He's got things he He's a charitable guy. Ask him TSU. When they say significant, you know, he recently gave a significant amount of money to the university to the point where in their new student athletic enhancement center, um, his the, the indoor, I mean, the um, weight room and strength and conditioning room building or wing, whatever you want to call it, will forever bear his name. So we're talking significant. We're talking six-figure significant. Him and his wife have their own um, foundation. 
No, I'm not taking a discount. I've done that before. I've restructured my contract to make room. So, uh-uh. I mean, the Titans have got they got their sales into this situation with the lack of cap room and all that. And then you see all these teams like the Panthers got all kinds of cap money. Other teams they got all kinds of cap money. And granted, the last two years the Titans went gusto. You know, they were they, they saw their window right there with a chance. You know, we forget two years ago they were number one seed. But yeah, just didn't quite work out uh, that way. And now uh, they're paying the piper, as they say. But um, I don't know. All right, Blue Raider baseball in a tailspin right now. Lost ten four. Tuesday night to Alabama. They had won like three out of four. Now they've lost four straight. They were swept at um, FAU last week. So now they're down there at the bottom of the standings with about four other teams. Too early. You know, they're a good weekend this weekend from getting back up to the middle of the pack or even a little better. But at two and four... You know, you're at home. Better win at home. And they got Western again next week. You play your big rival twice. <clears throat> that was kind of a COVID deal uh, that went in, you know, when they started baseball back. They were, you know, looking not to fly as much and things like that. So you play your nearby rival twice. And middle one two out of three the first week and then got the broom handed to him uh, this past week at FAU you know let's face it you know, FIU they're not picked very high I think they're better than what um, people thought they were going to be but how can you not be good every year if you're FAU and FIU you're in Boca Raton in Miami Florida There's players everywhere People from all over the country want to go to Florida to play baseball. That's why South Alabama's always been good. That's why Louisiana Lafayette, or just Louisiana, that's why they've always been good. They've been good forever. All right, you're listening to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back. WGNS. Our family at Demas's Restaurant are proud to support local emergency responders who put their lives on the line for our community each and every day. This is Peter Demas, and here is this week's Demas's Emergency Responder of the Week. Rutherford County Sheriff's Telecommunicator Jenny Mathias always goes the extra mile. The person who nominated her notes that Jenny shows great empathy to callers, especially when juveniles or the elderly are involved. All technologies available are used to develop intelligence for the Criminal Warrants Division and U.S. Marshal Service. 
Jenny Mathias at the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office is our Demas Honoree. When you see a firefighter, police officer, paramedic, or telecommunicator going the extra mile, let WGNS know and we at Demas's Restaurant will salute them as the Emergency Responder of the Week. This is Monty Hale for SoCo Roofing and Restoration. They're local here in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. They gladly offer free inspections. If they determine there is damage to your roof, they'll walk you through the entire process. Find them online at southernroofexperts.com or give Donnie Shattuck a call at 615-801-9837. That's 615-804-9837. SoCo Roofing and Restoration, your local trusted roofing expert. Parks Auction. We handle everything. You have a staff that comes to your home. They tell you what to do. They walk you through it. It's been my experience that what I thought I should get for my home, I got much more for it. Visit our website at parksauction.com. Parks Auction, 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Your home, your auto, together, they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your home and auto. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. On FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Lots of baseball and softball going on this week um, at the uh, respective Riverdale Spring and Warrior Classics. We'll start with baseball, scores of local interest, um, although a lot of them against out-of-state teams. Seagull 10, Vernon Hill, Illinois nothing. Stewart's Creek 12, Laverne nothing. Eagleville 16, Fayetteville 1. Main West, Illinois 10, Oakland 6, Riverdale 7, Bartlett, Illinois 4, Downers Grove North 3, Seagull 1, Eagleville 12, Fayetteville 2, Riverdale 11, Cuyahoga Valley Christian nothing, Downers Grove, Illinois 2, Oakland 1, Stewart's Creek 10, Laverne nothing, last night Stewart's Creek 9, Rockville 3, could have heard that right on WGNS. Bartlett, Illinois, 7. Siegel, nothing. Webb, 6. MTCS, 3. And MTCS, 6. Webb, 3. In softball, Riverdale, 6. West Chicago, Illinois, 5. Rockville, 3. West Illinois, 2. Oswego East, Illinois, 11. Rockville, 1. William Mason, Ohio, 8. Siegel, 4. Smyrna, 8. Munster, Indiana, 2. Herman Munster, maybe? Okay, never mind. Stewart's Creek, 10. Wakanda, Illinois, uh, 1. Stewart's Creek, 11. DeKalb, Indiana, 1. Seagull, 4. Summertown, 3. Columbia, 16. Laverne, 1. Seagull, 8. West Chicago, Illinois, 0. Seagull, 8. Ardmore, Alabama, 0. Smyrna, 2. Oswego, West. Oswego, East, 1. 
Athens, Alabama, 13. Blackman, nothing. Blackman, 12. West Chicago, Illinois, nothing. Lake Zurich, Illinois, 10. Riverdale, 2. And Riverdale, 8. Willowbrook, Illinois, nothing. So, ooh, a lot of scores. A lot of ball. Uh, no vacancies at hotel rooms this week. I know there's over 100 and something softball teams here. Just alone. All right, the final four, men's. Hey, we've got the, um, first of all, we got North Texas and UAV playing in the uh, NIT. So there's six teams left, and three of them are Conference USA teams. As I said yesterday, I'm talking with Nick, Nick McDevitt earlier in the week. Woo! Really good basketball league this year. FAU, the high seed, nine will face San Diego State. Uh, it will be on the 1st of April. By the way, I won't be here tomorrow, so I want to wish my oldest daughter happy birthday on April Fool's Day. Toughest girl I know. 32 years old and already got an ICD and... Uh, pacemaker in her chest she's battled cancer this year uh, cancer free right now so keep our fingers crossed there and the prayers going daily but uh, one tough young woman uh, talk about toughness that's toughness not an athlete playing through pain okay on the other side of the bracket, we got Miami of Florida and UConn. Uh, UConn, the highest remaining seed at four. They've made it look easy. I mean, really easy. Uh, I mean, really, really easy. So, um, who knows? And, of course, the championship is on Monday. Two really good matchups, I think. Um, you know, if Miami... UConn is definitely the most talented team. But all these teams play well together or they wouldn't be here to this point. Some people are lamenting over that, that the Blue Bloods aren't there. Um, I think it's great. I think it's great. I like difference. I get tired of Kansas and North Carolina and Duke every year. Women's Final Four. You know who's going to be there. Uh, South Carolina, Iowa. Ought to be a barn burner. LSU back. Uh, they beat Miami of Florida and ended their uh, run against Virginia Tech, who's really good. They're a really, really good team. So uh, Those games are Friday and Sunday. And the... Um, Men's tournament is Saturday and Monday, and then we got the Masters next week. Jim Nance got a good gig. Do the Final Four and then just head on down to Augusta. By the way, he recently moved to Nashville. Or he's been here a little while, but I heard him on another show one day. He just kind of up and called in, introduced himself, said, hey, I'm living in Nashville now. So, Welcome. All right, you're listening to All Sports Talk. We'll take a break and be right back. 
meteorologist Ray Miller from News Radio WGNS with a reminder that you can download the Weatherology app on your phone for the forecast at your fingertips. We can even send weather bulletins directly to your phone. Download the Weatherology app today. It's free in the App Store. Good afternoon. We continue to work this wreck in Madison on Briley Parkway going westbound right at I-65. This truck crashed earlier there. Traffic's increasing even more now. I-40 out through Mount Juliet. Lots of extra time because of radar on 24 out through parts of Rutherford County this afternoon. Snapdragon Hemp. Serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products, edibles, flowers, concentrates. Order online at snapdragon420.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. If you're not waking up to the wake-up crew, here's what you've been missing. You're not afraid to be fired. <laughs> Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Boy, will it hurt my pocketbook if I am. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Hello, this is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Often when a man or woman finish pre-planning their funerals with me, I hear, we should have done this 10 years ago. Or, I thought about doing this years ago, but just never got around to it. Seems that we often put off the inevitable for ourselves. As one wise pastor put it, it's never too late to do what's right. Why not mark down on your calendar to call me to talk about your funeral needs at 615-893-2422. It's never too late. Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. It's marked to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. It's time. Show your true blue. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report from Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. Sponsored by Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors and Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. The report coming up after this. Are you paying hundreds of dollars too much for your home and auto insurance? Let the team at My Team Insurance help. A true independent insurance agency that represents you in protecting your home, your cars, your business, your life, and your health. Call My Team Insurance today, 895-4201. That's 895-4201. Proud to be sponsoring the Blue Raiders and proud to say, let's go Blue. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. On 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Middle Tennessee. Play up, bench, cold. Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider Athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNS. Middle Tennessee wins. Raiders win the championship. Your source for the Big Blue and the Borough. News Radio WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Play-by-play voice of the Blue. Chip, what's up? Well, good afternoon, everybody. And before we jump into baseball and softball for the weekend, just a little note about Conference USA basketball. In the two tournaments that are still going, the NIT and the NCAA tournament, there are six total teams that are still left alive. As of this moment, three of the six 
represent Conference USA. That'll change tonight, though, as the league has been 17-1 and in postseason play. The only loss was by Rice in the second round of the CBI down in Daytona, a tournament that Charlotte went on to win. Well, now tonight in Las Vegas at the Orleans Arena, UAB and North Texas will meet for the fourth time this year, but this one will be with the NIT championship on the line. The uh, Earlier in the regular season, North Texas beat UAB twice in close matchups while uh, UAB knocked off North Texas uh, in the Conference USA tournament also by about five or six points. So, interesting matchup tonight. Tonight, it uh, will be on ESPN this evening. All right, let's talk baseball uh, going into the weekend. The conference standings show UTSA in first place at 5-1. and one. Dallas Baptist Rice are at 4-2. and two. Florida Atlantic and Louisiana Tech are 3-3 three and three along with Charlotte. Western Kentucky, FIU, Middle Tennessee, and UAB are all two and four this weekend the blue raiders will host uh, fiu in murfreesboro fiu comes into this to the weekend series 13 and 13 overall while middle is 11 and 13 overall elsewhere around the league this weekend charlotte plays at uab rice will be at florida atlantic and western kentucky at utsa dallas baptist uh, will play at Louisiana Tech. And of course, the game times this weekend, uh, six o'clock tonight for the Blue Raiders, uh, also th- uh, one o'clock on Saturday, and then uh, noon uh, or 11 a.m. on Sunday as the Blue Raiders. They've moved that game time, so confirm that as you look at GoBlueRaiders.com. If you're a season ticket holder, you've already received uh, information about that changed game time on Sunday. That is to allow a little extra time for FIU to get to uh, their uh, airport destination. All right, softball standings going into the weekend. Western Kentucky is 5-1, and one, Charlotte 7-2, and two, Middle 4-2 and two in third place, North Texas 5-4, UAB 5-4, Florida Atlantic is at 3-3, three three. Louisiana Tech at 4-5, UTSA is 2-4, and, and FIU and UTEP are at 2-7. Here's the weekend schedule in softball. Louisiana Tech is at BYU, uh, and they'll also be at uh, facing North Carolina State tomorrow. They're in a tournament at LSU. Florida Atlantic uh, is in Murfreesboro to take on Middle uh, with the first pitch coming up at 6 o'clock on Friday. UTSA is at FIU. UAB at North Texas and Charlotte will be at Western Kentucky. So you've got baseball at home and you have uh, softball at home all weekend. And if that's not enough, hey, let's talk a little bit about women's tennis. Lady Raiders will host Western Kentucky uh, on uh, on Friday afternoon and will be on the road Sunday against East Tennessee State. The match with Western will be at 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon at the Adams Tennis Complex on Old Fort Park. All right, that is it for today. We will have another update to wrap up the week coming up tomorrow. All right, Chip, we appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you tomorrow and remind everyone the Blue Raider Insider Report brought to you each day by Steve Ruckert and RAI Advisors and Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. We'll take a break and be right back.
Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. Chip Walters here with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. I was named a top 10 agent in the number one Exit Realty office in America in 2021. The top question I get around town, how's the market? Eh, good question. And the answer's changed a few times this year alone. I'd like to know what you've heard and share some solid data we have. Give me a call and let's have a cup of coffee and take a look at what's happening in your neighborhood. All my contact info is right on my website, choosechip.net. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Hey, if you're looking to wind down after a hard day's work or enjoy a night out with your friends, let me suggest Fat Willie's Sports Bar and Grill located on River Rock Boulevard. Fat Willie's features nine regulation pool tables, steel tip darts, and buzz time trivia and poker. The beer prices are excellent and they have a huge selection as well as five craft beers on tap daily. Fat Willie's also has your favorite bar foods. Live trivia is held every Tuesday night, and pool tournaments are held throughout the week. So, if you're looking for a cozy and affordable sports bar with all the amenities, be sure to check out Fat Willie's on River Rock Boulevard next to the Animal Center. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Okay, we're going to shift gears and talk football, PCA football. And with that in mind, LeBron Ferguson, the head coach of the Lions, joining us today. Uh, coach, uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Monty. Appreciate the opportunity, man. It's always good to be with you. Yes, absolutely. Love talking football with you. Got a lot of exciting stuff going on. Um, making that jump uh, this year. Talk Just talk about the the quantum leap to 11-man football in a, a region that uh, pretty well established. Yes, it is. Uh, you know, for the quantum leap is a great way of putting it. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a blessing for us and, and a great opportunity for us. It's happening a lot faster and tracking faster than, than I would have ever anticipated. And when we, you know, 2020, when we started the journey, um, you know, it came uh, come a lot quicker than we thought. You know, it's... Um, it, in some facets, it's, it's outran us, you know. But uh, our administration does a great job of of, of adjusting and and making sure that, that we're moving in the direction that we need, but also having what we need to to get it done. Um, our kids are excited about it. Um, you know, they're they're eager to do it. Uh, you know, our, our I don't know if you remember back in 2020 we talked, and I know I talked about the the pony and birthing the horse and all that. But our our original motto was grab the plow. Because when you start growing things, you know, from an agricultural standpoint, you got to turn the ground. You got to get, you got to get everything ready. And uh, so this is a jump for us, but we're not the same. We're not the same as we were in 2020. So uh, you know, we're grabbing the plow 2.0. Um, you know, it's a we're, we're a better version than we were then, uh, but we still got to do that same kind of work. And uh, that's the great thing about the kids that we coach here. Um, you know, when it when it comes to the field, uh, they uh, they do a tremendous job working. Um, you know, it's really hard for us to get a good off-season program going from a football standpoint because we have so many multi-sport kids, you know. 
Um, and that's part of the administrative move was, was letting us adjust our school day to where we could get some lifting and, and working out and training in during the school day to allow those multi-sport kids the opportunity to develop. But, uh, you know, it's a good thing. I love to see the kids compete. I love the fact that they are competing and getting voices, you know, and messages, which is kind of the same message here, maybe a different way from our other coaches. So uh, we're excited about it. We're looking forward to it. Um, you know, one of the big questions that's coming is, like, you know, where you guys going to play? Because, you know, we don't have lights on our field and all that. And, you know, we're, we're just uh, some ink away from, from having a, a big announcement on that, I hope. And uh, so, anyway, with that being said, we're super excited about it. Uh, it's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. Uh, the region you mentioned that we're going to is a, an, a, an established region, but it didn't matter if we went east uh, or middle. You know, I was hoping we wouldn't go west. But, you know, in that, those, those are solid regions and with solid teams and solid coaching. So, so we're excited about it. We are uh, uh, looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hit it wide open and see what happens. Let me ask you this, Coach. Um, you kind of hit on one topic uh, there with your off season. We'll kind of get back into that a little bit. Um, um, what led to this um, leap uh, so quickly? Was it just the overall interest and in the number of kids you get out, or, or you know, were you financially set to go ahead and do it? I mean, you know, I know there are a lot of things that go into saying, hey, we're going to go play 11-man, so there's got to be a lot of forethought into that. So what are some of the dynamics to, that led to this? Well, the, the number of kids, that the interest in the program. You know, uh, we uh, we started out in the low 20s in, um, in 2020 and stayed there in 2022, and then our team doubled for the um, going into year number three. And talking to those kids and the consistency that they were going to maintain and staying with the program and, and the word that was coming to me of other kids being interested and wanted to be a part of the program, it was like we can't, you know, and when you play in the eight-man world, nobody has a JV team, you know. I mean, they play eight-man for a reason, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's not like we could we could have 40, you know, 45 kids and, you know, have starters, have our varsity team and our JV team because the JV team didn't have anybody to compete against. And, you know, the, the interest is here. And, you know, the TWSAA calendar, too. If we didn't come in in the 2023 season, we were going to have to wait till the 25-26. So that was two seasons. All right. You got to do your, what, two-year schedule in advance, I guess? Yes, yes. Yes, because if you don't come in on the front end of that, then you're, you're not going to have games. And you, you might as well just be playing JVs. Right. You know, and, um, you know, I really didn't want that experience for, for our seniors. Uh, nor we, I won't say I. We didn't want that experience for our seniors to, to you know, to, to build up to that, have that opportunity. So we thought, you know what, at some point we're going to have to make this decision. At some point, you know, that's like – you know, one of the reporters asked me when it first came out, you know, are you ready? And I'm like, well, are you ever really ready? Right. You know, it's kind of like when you find out your wife's going to have a baby. Oh, crap. You know, I'm, I'm, you know what, what, does it, what does this look like? You know, what does this, you know, what do I do? Well, you're going to be a daddy. <laughs> you know, so you got you to gotta, you gotta buck up and be a daddy, you know? So it's kind of like that. I take it that mentality. That's my approach to it, you know, is, is that, you know, hey, here we are. We, we birthed it. Now, we were gro- now we're growing up. You know, we've got numbers, and we need to take care of these kids and give them a great experience. And, and it's kind of like strike while the iron's hot kind of thing, you know. And, uh, so we've got, we've got good numbers right now. We're staying solid in that area. 
uh, you know, experience-wise, we're 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 behind the eight ball. But hey, we're also so is a four-year-old compared to a twelve-year-old. You know, so all that to be said, uh, there was a lot of thought that went into it. You know, and and a lot of discussion and a lot of preparation. And at the end of the day, uh, we felt like it was the right thing for us to do. You know, um, you you mentioned you want your seniors to taste that, and I think that's I think that's really cool. You know, because if you know, like you said, if you if you play a JV schedule now, you know it worked for Blackman years ago because most of the players that were that came from other schools. Their seniors stayed where they were at anyway, mm-hmm. you know. So they were able to play a JV schedule, and then they—I think they were a playoff team. They're really their first year, but you know they had that year to work. Well, you know they didn't have the seniors like you have. So uh, I know that's something that they'll, they'll never forget. Well, and and you know with that too is I've been able to kind of see the development of these new schools here. You know, being in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County, the only new school that I that I haven't really followed in terms of opening is Stewart's Creek. You know, I was here coaching at Oakland when Blackman opened, Siegel opened, you know, and, and as, and as I've seen them and, and talked to, and actually talked to coaches about their experience, you know, and if you had to go back to do it again, what would you have done? You know, uh, you know, and are you glad you did it this way? So there was, you know, I was able to, to make some phone calls and research and, and do some things and had a lot of conversations over the summer. Like this conversation started, the decision that we are that we're in now started a year ago, about this time a year ago, mm-hmm. when I started looking at the numbers and tracking and going, "You we're getting consistent." You know, it's not like kids are playing and they're falling off; like they're playing and then others are joining them. You know, which is a credit to our kids and how well they support each other and love each other, and take care of each other. It's it's pretty cool. Well, you, you mentioned um, it's hard to have. Um of spring practice because you do have so many um at multi-sport athletes because you know obviously the size of your school um but that being said you know what if anything will you able to get be get be able to get done in the spring well we've uh we've kind of already mapped out through the end of school on a calendar and you know we're looking at, at possibly you know 13 or 14 days between you know, spring sports and, and exams. And, um, you know, and some of the, and some of those kids may still be in, in a sport cause we've got a couple that, that can, can go, like we got some guys that, that we thought can qualify and track, you know, um, soccer's off to a good start and they, they'll go deep. Uh, we think, and I feel, I mean, I'm not sure. And I'm not trying to take from any other sports. I'm just kind of looking at what we're, you know, what I'm facing here to answer your question. But, you know, we, we, I've kind of mapped out, uh, you know, eight or nine days, and if we can get five of them or whatever that looks like, and we'll just start and, and we'll get the most kids out there that we can, you know, all of our middle school sports will be over by that time. So we can get all of our rising freshmen out. And really for us, it's just going to be practice, practice. And, you know, uh, we've got um, uh, looking to add some coaches. I haven't quite got all of that done yet, but, but some coaches that need to see these kids move. So, you know, we, we'll get out and do a lot of agility stuff and just let them see them move. Mm-hmm. So we can start uh, putting them in positions. You know, it's kind of the Nick Saban thing. You you got to get them on the bus, and you got to get them in the right seat. You know, well, this spring for us is just going to be getting them on the bus. Right. <laughs> you know, there may be a couple we can put them in their seats, but we got to get them on the bus. And we'll get as many on the bus as we can. You know, and, our, and, and my philosophy is if you're in a spring sport, you go do it. Like, you're excused. You have our blessings. Stay in your spring sport. 
you know. But this movie is going to require us to, to intensify our summer. I mean, there'll be more X's and O's and more, and more football done in the summer, you know, than what we've done in the past. Uh, just to try to I, – I, I told our team, we're never going to get even with the teams on our schedule. We're not. We're just not. That's reality. There's a gap between them and us. It's our job to close that gap as much as we can. You know, so that's yeah. what we're going to just going to try to give them an opportunity to close that gap as much as we can. And we'll, you know, we'll. One of the things I learned, and I don't know if I told you this or not, in some of our former conversations and interviews, is that my 12 years at Franklin Road Academy prepared me for this. God used that to to prepare my heart and mind for for the what you have to do um, at a school like PCA to to be able to be successful and give the kids a great experience. You know. Um, back in the day, man, if we didn't have spring practice, I was losing my mind. You, you could have told me we wouldn't have spring practice. I thought, well, we might as well quit football. Right. You know, well, I can tell you this. It'll be different in our situation. We need spring practice right now. But when I was at FRA, I was there for 12 years. We had three spring practices, and it did not determine the, the success of our season one way or the other because we did or didn't have spring practice. Right. You know, so it's kind of kind of altered me a little bit. You know, but you got to think about kids, man. These guys are in high school, money. You know? I said to one of our coaches the other day, it's high school kids playing football in that order. You know, and once they graduate, man, they're done. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can pick up a baseball and glove and go hit and go find some space and drop some pieces of plywood down and play baseball. You can find a basketball court somewhere, but you're not going to go out and find a line football field and find 22 dudes to put pads on and play football. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to do that, you know, so I want these kids to have an experience. If you want to play football at, you know, if you're a PCA and you want to play football, come on, man. Coach, I got this. We'll figure it out. You know? We're joined today by LeBron Ferguson. He's the head football coach at PCA. They will be making the move to 11-man football uh, from 8-man. We'll talk some more about that move after this break. WGNS. Listen to us anywhere. News Radio WGNS is Rutherford County's place to talk. 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Good afternoon. We continue to work this wreck in Madison on Briley Parkway. Going westbound right at I-65. This truck crashed earlier there. Traffic's increasing even more now. I-40 out through Mount Juliet. Lots of extra time because of radar on 24 out through parts of Rutherford County this afternoon afternoon. Snapdragon Hemp, serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products, edibles, flowers, concentrates. Order online at snapdragon420.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it your way at Sir Pizza. You can order Murphy Sproul's favorite pizza online, sirpizzatn.com. Carry out and delivery for dinner tonight at sirpizzatn.com. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence and service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank. 
locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. That's First Bank, LeBron Ferguson, PCA's head football coach, join us today. Coach, um, I know sports is um, uh, very important to PCA, and um, like the several other schools that you'll be playing, uh, everybody understands what your your ultimate mission is. But there's something about being a high school student, even if you don't play football, there's something about being a high school student and having a football game to go to under the lights on Friday nights. Yes, sir, there is. And you would not believe um, how many people have expressed that appreciation to us here uh, with football. You know, I had a parent tell me when they didn't have a kid on the team, uh, tell me that um, that they wondered if they made the right decision coming here because they they experienced Friday night football when they were in school, and their and their child didn't have a school team on Friday night. They were going to you know with their friends to their schools, and you know, and they said, "You guys have have, have allowed us to you've provided that for us now, and we really appreciate it." And that's pretty cool, man. And it yeah. kind of choked me up. Um, because I know this guy's story, you know? Yeah. And uh, so anyway, um, it, it is – there's something to be said about Friday night. You know, we've got a lot of non-faculty coaches, man. They coach, they work other jobs. And I was talking to one the other night, and he said, man, he said, there's no other place I'd rather be on Friday night than on that football field with PCA football. You yeah. know, and that's – that does my heart good, man. Oh, absolutely. But whether we – you know, for whatever, you know, don't don't even look at the scoreboard. You right. know, yeah. And um, that's that does that. When I hear stories like that, I'm, I just thank God for the opportunity to be a part of it, because it, it's it, it's impacting people's lives in a way that it wouldn't have done it if it wasn't here. Yeah. You no. Know? And I'm not saying there's a lot of great things here, man. This is you know, you're just you're talking to the football coach and you ask me a question, man. There's a ton of things here that are just so good, man. So good and done the right way. Yeah, absolutely. People don't. I'm just saying. I know where I am. Yeah, you got to have good leadership, and you've always had that. Yes, sir. It is. It's solid. Yes, it is. You know, I was making some bullet points what to ask you, and one thing I wanted to ask you, and talk about the adjustment of just the actual number of bodies. Now you you get to put those extra tackles in your on your chalkboard now that you talked about. Yeah. <laughs> but, I was hoping you wouldn't bring that well, up. Well, I was, was going to bring it. Spring break, I was talking with one of our – I was talking to another coach. It wasn't even one of ours. I was talking to him. He goes, hey, man, you didn't put the left tackle in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you talking about that when you first started. But you, let, me, let me ask you this from, like, a defensive standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. Kids had a lot of, lot of um, territory to cover. Um, where you won't have as much territory, I guess, to cover, but it's still—I know it's an adjustment period. Just talk about the the, the adjustments and how that will work. It, it, will it be real difficult, or do you think it'll be pretty easy? Well, <clears throat> I, I, yes and no. Um, I think it'll be when you go when you talk about eight-man football. I'm gonna start with that. You know, I did not know when you and I first started talking about this. And the journey that we're on here is that the field was 40 yards wide. Everything I saw on video back during the quarantine when I was researching all this had 
people playing on the 53 and the third wide field. And I'm like, man, that's crazy. So when I started looking at it and, and looking at the rules of eight-man football, I'm like, wait a minute, that field shouldn't be that wide. So when you when you shrink the field, it's not as bad as it looks. You can actually take a corner, and he can play half the field pretty good, and, and it's realistic. Yeah. Okay? So going to a 53 and a third going wider, yes, you think you got two more safeties in there and, and another player somewhere, whether it's a D-line or a linebacker, but you've got those two safeties now. You know, very few people played with a safety in eight-man football. Very few that we played. Mm-hmm. Now you could look in, you know, in Texas and some places out west, that's all they played. You know, was uh, was two D linemen, uh, four you know, um, shoot uh, three three linebackers and three DBs, but they weren't able to set the edge solid. You know, that's just our football jargon. Anyway, you know, the the angles and the alignments are going to be a little different. It's going to be a different field because you know now your angles are going to have to adjust. You know, uh, instead of things being brought into a little tighter box where it's got to cut up now, now it can go a little bit wider. You know. But our guys will adjust well. Uh, they, they, they've done it since we started, you know, um, and we'll adjust well to it. And we've got a we've got a couple of good coaches that, that are in the pipeline right now. They can they can teach the game and teach them the right way. So, so it'll it'll. I, I love the fact that it's going to put more kids on the field. Absolutely. Um, and with with uh, and that's just going to give them a, a better opportunity and, and a better experience, you know. Uh, that's what I told them. I said, when you really think about it, a lot of people forget about the special teams, but you got three more on offense, three more positions on defense, okay, and then you've got punt team, punt return, kickoff, kickoff return, extra point team, and possibly an extra point block. That's six special teams. If you count your onside kick hands team, that's seven. So you've created 21 positions right there just with special teams, right? You know, and now now add your six to it. You're looking at you're looking at 27 positions that were created by making this one decision for kids. And I, I'll say this just from my years. Uh, I'm not even gonna say how many years because it's a bunch of years of covering high school football. I think it. I think it's more important. I know it's a lot more important than people think it think it is because you see so many games decided by you know the block punt or or, or roughing a kicker or somebody breaking one for a big game a gain or a, or for a touchdown. There's so many ways to impact the game in special teams. Now you may not be as good as anybody offensively or defensively that you're playing. But you, if you work at it, from what I've seen, you can be really good in special teams. Yeah, you do. And a lot of it comes into a time factor. It takes time to be really good in special teams. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, you know, these, these, a lot of times it's um, – and I, and I get the co- college is more restricted than we are just for the simple fact that they, they do have a rule in place that restricts the amount of time they can be on the field. You know? But you also understand, once again, I went – told you other high school kids playing high school football exactly. in that order you know about two hours is all you can get out of them honestly especially when they're playing both ways yeah you know and then you try to put defense kicking game and offense all in that practice that eats up a lot of times and you know especially early in the season when you got the heat breaks that you got to take you know yeah. and uh so anyway yeah special teams gives you an opportunity uh to 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 flip a game a week 
you mentioned that this year we we made it to the eight man state championship game and um, had two kickoffs returned against us and we lost by two touchdowns. Wow! You know, yeah, uh, it just it just happened. And uh, so you know, if you if you take those two plays away, which I know you can't, but if you do, I mean that's a tie ball game. Yeah. You know, and so special teams was the difference there. And you know, that's the thing that I I love about where we are right now with our kids. Like you, know, you can say, and it's the kids anyway. You can say all that, but until it happens, you know. And that's what I told them when the season was over. You know, and we had our banquet. That's what I made mention. I said, what you guys have learned right now will pay dividends when we next year when we start this when we move into this and you've still got a lot to learn yeah you well, don't do. think you know coming here every day hit the weight room whatever sport you're playing right now hit it hard you know i'm not i'm not that guy that you know they're a football player they gotta they gotta be a football player and that's all they do you know i mentioned i really love in multi-sports you know uh Learn how to compete. Carry the habits that you learn. Bring habits. If we don't have them that'll help us be better, bring those habits back to us. You know, we can, we're all in this thing together, man. Um, but um, the, uh, the the special teams piece is big, and we, we emphasize special teams. I know I just said we just lost the state championship because of it, but we do. We emphasize it, and we make that a big part of who we are. All right, Coach. Time flies by when I speak with you, and uh, as always, appreciate you joining us. I know you're, you guys really got be excited, and I tell you what, at least for old people like me, the the years go by quicker and quicker. So before you know it, you'll be um, practicing this summer, getting ready for the season. So, and I know we'll have you on some before uh, them as well. But anyway, thank thanks for joining us today. Man, I really do appreciate it. It's always good to, to build up our kids in our school and, and our programs. I thank you for the opportunity for that. But like I say always, man, I really appreciate what you do for, for sports in the city, in the county, and in the mid-state, man. You guys do a great job, and uh, you uh, you include people the right way and make them feel good about doing it. All right, Coach. Uh, have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Monty. It's LeBron Ferguson, the head football coach at PCA, joining us today. Everybody have a great rest of the day. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. Brought to you by State Farm Agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Halls Auto Care, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, SoCo Roofing and Restoration and Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living.